you should slide up forward. We'll make the <laughs> That was good. Um, okay. I'd like to call to order the August 15th meeting of the Rock County Planning Commission. Christy, are you are you serving as double duty? Yes. Yes. Sarah's not here. So you want to call the roll? Or you just want to pretend? I will call roll. Greg Yeager here. Bill Norris here. Steve Warnke yep. Troy Berkshire here. Jeff Pettis present. John Merrill here. Brian Kelly here. Andy Benjamin and Roberta. I was going to text her, but I don't know. She's on her way back, and Peter Flint uh, will not be here this evening. Okay. Perfect. Um, I think we can dispense with some of this stuff, but recognizing there's public. Are you public, Dan, or thanks? Private. Private. That's what I thought. Seth? You know, while we're doing that, Dan, do you, do you, does everybody know Dan? <coughs> Yes? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, fine. Um, Excuse me? Roberta's getting food. Oh, perfect. Okay. Should I put her thing over here? That'd be perfect. Thanks. Roberta is showing up. It's present. Nice. Okay. Um... There is no public comment as there is no, well, open it up to public comment and close it as there is no public. Um, items for discussion. We're going to talk about the master plan and the update. Christy, I'm going to have you start, but I'm going to have a couple of interjected comments in there as we go along, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, so Steve has called this meeting as a follow-up to the DOLA presentation that we had last planning commission. Um, since he called this meeting, staff coordinated with him to see what his expectation was for the meeting tonight. Um, and that is to provide a status update and what to expect, what to expect through the planning process. Hello. You're just fine, Roberta. Don't panic. <laughs> so what we also discussed was um, that tonight was not intended to get into the weeds of the plan or go page by page at this point. Um, I do appreciate the comments that we've received so far um, from, from Roberta. I sent that out. There's hard copies in front of you. She's definitely getting the gold star for tonight. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah. And then Troy tried to follow in suit, um, and he also provided some great comments. Um, those definitely will be helpful um, later on down the road. Um, we can definitely go through some of them tonight, if you will, and that will be up to Steve. Um, and we'll go through at what point of the process um, we will be going page by page yeah. and, and doing all that fun stuff. Um, but it's great that we're all starting to think about um, some of the amendment items and things okay. that we should start being, uh, start looking into. So this is just a basic overview of the planning process. So planning the process, that's really where we're at right now and, and looking at 
the roadmap to the plan from start to finish. Um, next will be the plan preparation, um, and that will be that page by page and getting all that feedback um, from you all based on what we've heard from the public engagement. And last will be the plan implementation, which will be you know, using the plan. Um, it will be the tool that we use, um, the communication tool to the community. Um, during this time, most of you are all aware now that an ad hoc committee was formed to help coordinate and organize this update process. That committee consists of Beth Melton, Tom Sullivan, good old Dan, President uh, Chad, myself, and then representatives from Planning Commission are Steve and Troy. Um, minutes from each of the meetings that have happened so far, there were three all together in total, I believe, so far. Minutes have been provided to all of you. Um, and anytime anybody has questions um, on that, we will have a time during administrative uh, session after meetings to talk about that moving forward. So, <clears throat> this next slide. Maybe before you get too far down that road, um, just an observation or a comment that I'm going to share. Um, and I think I might be speaking for a number of you, at least in terms of your thought processes. When we started this back in, let's say, December, um, I, for one, was kind of taking the position that this is really a master plan, called it update for lack of a better term. And personally, I thought, you know, I can see where we need to do some minor changes in the existing master plan. And eh, it ain't going to take that long, and it's going to be a short process, and we'll get through it pretty quickly. Um, I think I'm wrong. <laughs> um, it's much more involved, I guess, than I anticipated, number one. Um, and, and frankly, I don't know that I see the, the general concept of the plan changing all that much, but what I see happening is we're going to probably make it a little bit broader and get into a few more details. And we're adding issues that presently don't exist in the plan. And I think to that extent, it's going to be all time. It's going to require a lot more time. Um, so I'll be the first one to admit this is not going to go as quick as I thought. Um, the other part of the comment that I want to make um, before Christy gets too far into this too, a great deal of emphasis is being placed upon public input. I think, and I think that's worthwhile, and I think that makes all kinds of sense. But having said that, that's going to take time. I am pleased to know that we're going to use the county's consultant, communications consultant, to help us at least initially do kind of a quick down and dirty public survey of what people are expecting before we get too far down the road. And this is going to happen between now and the end of the year, unless I misunderstand, but I think I got that right. And I think that's going to play a significant role uh, in the direction we go and in, and in the timing. So be advised and be, be sensitive to that's happening. And again, part of my comments are just to kind of get people into the same mode that I am from a head standpoint. 
Um, was that the survey that you were referring to? Well, I think that, yeah, it is. Um, and I don't know. I'll be interested to hear what the consultant has to say. Um, my concern is, you know, after that, how many residents in the county know what the master plan even is? I mean, start there. But we'll see how it goes. But I think it's important because that will give us some guidelines in terms of, number one, completing the RFP for the grant money and that kind of thing. And I think it will also give this group some direction as to where we want to go and at what rate we want to go. Um, and one other comment, then I was going to be quiet for a while. Um, I think what Roberta has done and what Troy has done is exactly what I was asking for. Um, I kind of did something similar a bit ago in terms of focusing on water and minerals, particularly the coal and, the, yeah, particularly the oil and gas industry. So the deadline hasn't occurred. You all still have time. And I, the potential exists that between the comments that have already been made by either staff or the commissioners cover anything that you think needs to be added, and at that point in time, that's fine. So, um, okay, go. Yeah, I have a, a lot of comments. A lot of what Steve said um, is outlined here in different steps throughout the planning process. Um, so, as we all know, when this started, the initial. Um, Sorry. So. Um, the first steps were initially ironed out to identify Planning Commission's update items. We then had the Dole meeting last week, along with we're going to continue with staff's administrative suggestions. We had the joint Planning Commission and BCC meeting. <coughs> we anticipate there will be more of those down the road. That was the then, and we're just now about to go into next steps, which would be the prep for the public engagement, which is what Steve was referring to. You read in some of the minutes from the ad hoc committee. <clears throat> and mainly that's going to circle around creating a survey will be the first step for public engagement. It will be a, a broad-based approach formulating what the actual items will be to include in the RFP. We anticipate this step, the next step in the process, to be come December into the new year. So from now to then um, will be that prepping for the public engagement, um, using our social media outlets, identifying stakeholders, which we've already identified um, a list, but we'll refine that moving forward and basically clarify the process. Moving into that third bullet, um, applying for the grant through DOLA will be during this time. The information that we get from the public <coughs> outreach prep and the survey will um, be part of that RFP process providing that scope of services and what that will look like coming into the next year for the actual public engagement. Um, Dan, if any of this, <coughs> if you want to jump in, that, 
you know, you want to clarify, please do so. Um, so that public engagement portion will be allotted for next year. Um, they'll have to funding in place and things of that nature. Uh, at that time, there'll be planning commission, important county commissioners, community meetings, the work that you've done so far, you know, up until this point, those 16 amendment items could be used as a basis, and we'll use that information for outlining what that um, portion of the process will look like. Then there's the plan creation, of course. There'll be more public outreach, I anticipate. Uh, compile public comment info, <coughs> identify community positions, draft the new language, and that page by page you all can't wait for. Um, step in the process to review the document, um, and always more public outreach. And last would be the adoption process. Creation of the adoption draft, notice to community, towns, and cities, work sessions to review the draft, adoption, and then last, implementation. So next steps, tomorrow we have another ad hoc meeting. Steve was referring to we will be meeting with Slate, um, communications consultant. Uh, we anticipate we're going to be reviewing a draft planning framework strategy and possible timeline, along with review of sample survey and start kicking around those ideas, um, which, you know, at first, you say, we talk about surveys, and it's like, how hard can that be? But I mean, I think what we're all talking about, you know, to get the right information, we could really benefit from using Slate and a communications consultant to make sure we're asking the right questions in the right manner to get the results that we're looking for to move forward in the process. So that's where we're at right now. Have anything to add, Chad? Why don't you back it up? Okay. Uh, mainly the three on the right, you know, as far as the, you know, timing and some of the nuts and bolts of detail, a lot of that will be worked out with the consultant. Those are basically when the consultant steps in to, to help out the process. Um, you know, another thing I'll bring out that I brought up with you guys in the past is, you know, one of the more, um, maybe difficult task for you is in the plan creation that I identify a community position and I just thought that I would bring that out again because you can see multiple instances, especially in the Steamo Springs plan, you know, what's it, 106 action items, that there was never quite that filter where city and county said, is this the voice of the community or is this just one person making a lot of noise? You know, and that's something that you guys need to keep in mind when you're in this process. You know, what is the community voice? So, anyway, just thought I would point that out again. You know, and, and I think the consultant will definitely help out there, you know, by maybe some kind of, you know, comment matrix or making, you know, the, um, I'd say more common, uh, public comments rise to the top. So, that, that will be part of the process. And the, the public outreach, um, you know, again, we're hoping that, you know, Slate will help us out as, as well as the planning consultant that's hired. And, but, you know, we, we see it basically as our you know, planning commission and you know, the board of county commissioners, you know, we'll see um, what the extent of their involvement is, if, you know, whether we join meetings, 
asking them, do they want to have accepted at the very end some periodic master plan meetings, you know, throughout the way, you know, because I didn't envision those meetings going to be something similar to what, you know, Bill and Troy went through last time we did this, and that is just to make sure that, you know, when the planning commission does some of that heavy lifting and go out to the community or have meetings here, that every, every three or so of your meetings, check back with them before, make sure we're still all on the same um, same sheet of paper and then there really hasn't been any diversions. Uh, the public outreach, you know, Christie's working on a draft stakeholder list now, but I think I mentioned this before, that staff's going to be you know, pretty busy in those days, especially at nighttime, you know, or whenever, you know, a group has a meeting, you know, we'll reach out to them and ask if they want us to show up and, you know, hopefully get more of the surveys answered and uh, get more comment from these groups. Um, because, you know, the old way, we didn't do much of that last time through, but to get the public involved, you know, in my opinion, especially without, you know, fear or concern, I mean, things are typically going pretty well in the county right now, that I'm a little concerned about the numbers, so I'll definitely work with our consultants to, to boost attendance and, and um, just numbers in general. Yep. I have two more issues that Really, I want to direct to the commissioners. Um, we have a bit of a lull time between now and, let's say, December 1st, give or take. And I'm curious to know what your thoughts are. I would like to see... I'd like to have Aaron Light in here and have her give us an education on the county's water position inventory over appropriation matters. Um, I'm not proposing that we look to her for guidance in terms of what we're supposed to be incorporating in the plan, but I personally would like to know exactly how serious the problem is, and I think she's as good as anybody to get that kind of input. I don't know how you feel about that, and I've got two more behind them. I'd like to do the same thing with um, CBW. Get, get their spin and their thoughts on the wildlife issues. And I have one more. Hold on here. And I don't know if planning staff is going to have a coronary when I go through this, but <laughs> is what it is. Um, water? Recreation. Oh, and mineral, no, mineral resources was the other one. <coughs> um, I thought those are three disciplines, industries that I don't pretend to have my arms around well. I mean, they're pretty technical and can be pretty technical. I would think that it would be in our best interest if we can get him in here and have him give us a tutorial. Again, I'm not, I'm not concerned about them and asking them for their recommendations, but I think at least have them explain to us what the situations are today and what they view as concerns and that kind of thing. So as far as mineral resources, that mine line reclamation board or Well, I'm more so on oil and gas, to be honest. Okay. Um, and I know that one's going to be a little bit tough because we don't know what the new regulations really, I mean, we know there's new regulations, but we don't really know what they are. And I think Which that's is kind of a moving target. Yeah. But I put it in there because I think it says technical is water. Absolutely. And I don't know. 
I don't know if anybody knows what the county's rules will be on a going forward basis. Right. And, and frankly, maybe there's no one that can tell us, and so that one goes off the list. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Jeff was. Yeah, I, I think that generally, <clears throat> excuse me, could be helpful, but I think for these purposes, what might be better is having those experts come in and say, I've read the master plan. And these are the things that I feel need to be updated, addressed, that aren't currently addressed, uh, rather than having us read through the lines and saying, thank you for that great presentation. Let me now try to guess what you think is missing from the master plan. That's fine. Um, similarly, with your stakeholders, mm -hmm. I imagine that you will be <clears throat> inviting other members of the county uh, agencies to participate and comment such that uh, we don't have a situation where the Department of Public Health is coming back and saying, well, wait a minute, uh, this is something we want to address. Well, no, we, we specifically asked you to take a look at the master plan yes. and identify the areas that you feel need to be bumped up. Right. They'll be part of the email list whenever there's meetings. I anticipate when we are organizing the public engagement moving forward um, that we're going to be coordinating with some of these um, agencies, stakeholders, um, departments within the county, um, maybe having themes or presenters coming at some of those meetings. So uh, they will be part of the process. And just like when we did the stagecoach plan and the master plan the last time, they are all part of the process. They're part of the referral process that we do for our regular applications. So there'll be that email list, and we'll be asking for their input along the way as well. And I, I think the difference between last time we did this and now is that a lot of those agencies, you know, or even departments, you know, building environmental health, emergency services, um, public health, that they weren't really interested in stepping up to the table last time. I mean, it was part of it was, you know, I don't know. I actually don't know why the involvement was low. Um, in the outreach that we've done so far, that uh, those departments seem kind of excited about during the process this time, more so than what we had seen in the past. So, yeah, it would be interesting to hear the, you know, the, the stakeholder involvement. I, I think that's great. I just think that the request should be narrowly tailored and they should come with specific, specific things related to the master plan. Yeah. I, I'd love an all-day tutorial on water and gas, but um, <laughs> you know, as a I didn't have all day in mind. Just to right, but I think if we narrowly tailor it. And, and what, um, for Stagecoach specifically, um, each portion of the plan that was pertinent to that agency, we would send them the whole plan, but then specifically, hey, can you please look at section two related to wildlife CPW, so... Anticipate something along those lines as well. A lot, well, look at a lot of and see if anything's missing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But what I don't want to see happen is Erin Light show up, and all she wants to do is talk about how she'd like to see what we need to incorporate in the master plan. I still want an education. And maybe maybe a happy balance. Well, that's that's kind of where I'm heading. Yeah. Okay. Can you reach out to her and talk to her about Absolutely. that? Absolutely. And then ditto on the DPW people. Christmas. <coughs> CPW. CBW. Yep. And we can 
for the time being, we'll talk about oil and gas at some point. I don't know. Roberta. Uh, Christy, I don't think I need a tutorial, but are you listing state parks and uh, fish and wildlife, uh, forest service? As, as stakeholders? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll send you around the list that I have so far. And I would love your input if you think there's something that I'm missing and we can bring it to the ad hoc committee. Um, I see that list um, evolving. Yes, no? Yeah, to me, I would say uh, Forest Service, just with fires and uh, yep. that kind of expertise would be something that I would have added with that. But outside of that, I agree. I guess the real question is, are you willing to sit through the presentations? <laughs> Yeah, I think it would be helpful just to wrap your mind around everything and to try and grasp what they envision needs to get put in there and what you see, if that goes hand-in-hand hand or if you didn't even think of something before. Well, and I think the other thing is always keep in mind there's a difference between a master plan and zoning ordinances and regulations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... I mean, they may want to incorporate some of that, some of those odds and ends, and I think maybe we'll belong in there, but that'll too will flush itself out as time goes on. Right. You okay, Bill? I like that, especially the part where you're in, they should read the master plan version. We do. <laughs> At least they're chapters. <laughs> yes. Troy? What? Troy, <laughs> what? You're going to sit through a presentation from Aaron Light? Oh, of course. Okay. I, my only. Uh, Thing that's going through my head, and I don't know if it's even possible or, or if anybody else is interested. But if you could somehow twist Tom Sharp's arm to come to the same meeting um, on water, yeah, I think he leaves and goes to Hawaii probably around Thanksgiving, at least that's been his historical pattern. So I don't know if that can be arranged, but. And I, as opposed to Jeff. Can you back up a bit? Well, I think I it's a question and answer. Is. Well, Tom is, Tom is the foremost water attorney in Northwest Colorado, okay. if not retired. Retired, but still. Well, but so that's not. the benefit. Yeah. I mean, if he's got some time. He loves to talk. Well, uh, where I'm coming from is a, is a Q&A. Yeah. Because I think that's where Steve's coming from. Mm -hmm. is, is how does all this interrelated and yeah he can go off on the tangent you, you want to ask him about getting a welcome round. well yeah you can but you know and it takes 20 minutes to answer that question however if you want sound uh, advice from experience in dealing with it if we could keep him under question and answer, <laughs> it's a it's a great resource. That's all I'm saying right. is he's a resource if you want to know about water, and he could also I think speak to the basin. Well, obviously yes. he's the attorney for Morrison Creek Water and Sand. Correct. And then Yam. Uh, Upper Yampa. Upper Yampa. Thank you, Brian. So anyway, you know his fingers are all over the the county and the state and. That's where my head is. If we're going to talk about water, well, I'd like to hear it from somebody that does it every day. Yeah, and he was pretty instrumental with Stagecoach, I mean, with the water portion of that plan. Um, so that's we can definitely that. coordinate that, Troy. Yeah, if you would do it. 
Okay. So it would be he and Aaron. I sure. Not, I would think. Sure. Yeah. Okay. okay. Troy also gave staff some homework of some other hopeful um, items, you know, as we go through the process that staff will be working on, and they'll be great resources to um, specifically creating some map overlays. I've spoken with GIS already to see what data and information we have available for doing overlays with what water is, or what areas are over-appropriated in the county, along with conservation, a conservation easement map, um, and basically seeing what's left in the county, you know, that will just be good visuals that we can have during public engagement as we go through the process. Also a map of building permits that have been issued um, for the past year. That will be just a good resource to see where is development happening. Um, talking with Todd in the building department, I mean, Stagecoach is surpassing, well, the county is surpassing the city alone in building permits, which says something. And then specifically in Stagecoach, 15 building permits this year alone in Stagecoach. And just compiling this sort of information will be really a really good resource, along with having all the demographic information Dola provided. So we can use those as good resources. John? I, I think getting back to what Jeff was just saying, providing what we have written to someone like Tom Sharp uh, beforehand would tend to focus in uh, rather than give him a, a more of an overview of what we're thinking of and what does he think. <laughs> Secondly, um, I'd, I'd sit through whatever length it takes on water. I'm surprised looking back at the 2003 master plan how little there is about water. Yeah. There's more about mineral minerals than water in the 2003 document. And My I think sense is at both. the time Sand and gravel operations were a big thing. Right. Yes, absolutely. And also, most of the valley wasn't over-appropriated at that time. That came later, where water really became an issue. Yeah. Yeah, Again, that's just why another we're reason interviewed. for an amendment. So what's that? Just another reason for an amendment. <laughs> okay, Brad, you're good. Uh, I agree with the water comments. Uh, water is everything. Without water, you don't have anything else. Um, and I came up with a couple other names. I, in the line of work, I come across water attorneys. Yeah. Um, and without question, Tom Sharp is, you know, even retired. He's sort of the only one in this area that begins to compete with Denver water attorneys on that kind of scale. He's that kind of voice, um, stage coach, and I think he's somewhat involved with Steve Lake, too. Uh, there's some younger attorneys, and They've both been public service oriented, so we might be able to get them in here for free, which is tough with attorneys. But, but nonetheless, <laughs> but they're yeah they're younger, younger being say fifties to sixties, but they're both actively involved in the day to day stuff of water. Where Tom is kind of up here, and these guys are doing it on a daily basis, and how it's changed just in their, their career. Those two individuals are Paul Sachs and John Holloway. Mm. Um, yeah. And Paul in particular, well, both, both 
really uh, do quite a bit on a, um, you know, in water law, and they're both good. Um, you commented on the changing of the guard. That, that change between 2003, I, I drive up 20 mile road quite a bit, and I was involved in several phases of it from the late 1990s to the early 2000s. Now you just drive up there, and the last project was five or seven years ago. There's no more severance tax because coal was going down, and yet 20 miles still out there. I think we're changing to uh, out of coal. It's going to go to natural gas. You only have to go to Moffat County and Rio Blanco County to clearly recognize Garfield County to recognize those gas pipelines, which may end up coming into our power plants. Yeah. That was actually kind of off topic at one of the um, steering committee meetings, specifically the future coal or lack thereof, I guess it was. Yeah, my daughter is a coal miner, so. Yeah. And Roberta? I don't have anything further. You're okay, you'll sit through a lot of presentations. Oh, yeah. And a CP, okay, fine. good. It's encouraging. <laughs> I actually, I thought maybe based on what you submitted, we should probably just make you chairman of this entire project and so be done with it and move on. But thank you for your efforts. Um, I have a motion. Uh, no, I have one more issue. Um, if you would, oh, I have a question first. Kristen. Yes. Could you give me an example of, on page two of the memo that you crafted? Mm -hmm. Paragraph six. The very last line: There are some new land use trends in recreation and tourism that could be considered under an updated plan that are in sync with changing community while continuing to maintain rural character. Um, could you expand on that? Sure. I have an idea, but I thought I'd let you. Some examples would be. The obvious would be VRBOs and um, what we're seeing there. Definitely, yeah. um, I think a topic that will need to be discussed later on down the road of how to um, how to address um, what we're dealing with currently um, and in the in the, in the future, especially with the shared economy. You're seeing shared economy for. For everything that you can imagine. I mean, we got a call the other day where somebody wanted to be able to rent out their own camper, their personal camper, for people to come and take it and go off on vacation while they're not using it. I mean, just the things that you don't think about. And um, That's a great know, idea. <laughs> I was like, why didn't I think of that? Um, I got to just get a camera. Do that but anyway. Yeah. What was that? You can do that online. I mean, yeah. Oh, and, and that was their question. Can we, you know, we get in trouble if we advertise for it? And, um, you know, and they actually, the answer was no, uh, that they can do that. Before they get there. Um, you know, what, what is the impact? Um, it's not considered a campground. Keeping your camper that is at your house is considered accessory. You know, you can store your own camper at your house. It's going to be gone. You have people come to your house, visitors, so parking isn't going to be an issue. They're not staying or camping on the property. Um, 
but it's things like that where we're starting to get phone calls. Um, and another one that comes to mind are a lot of these wedding venues we're seeing. Um, and, and then start to think about supporting the ad community and what kind of uses will help them support continuing their operations, whatever that may be. Agritourism type operations or um, secondary dwelling units um, on the problem, whatever it may be, but I mean, it can be a bigger conversation. So that's really what the intent of number six is. Okay, and that's just a question. And then, and then the impact that those have on open spaces, wildlife, right. things like that. <clears throat> I just think it's the word trends threw me a curve. I was like, oh, yeah, there's something special out there that I'm missing. Yeah. That's okay. I mean, no. have you even heard of, um, what's another one? I only learned this from Watkins, actually. Good old Watkins. Um, couch, couch surfing. There, so there's an actual website for that. And, you know, hmm. go sleep on somebody's couch for minimal money, you know. And it's just, it's, there's also one for dining. You can, uh, Go on a website, and if you're in an area, see who's cooking dinner, and well, you can pay a minimal <laughs> fee. Yeah. <laughs> sharing. The sharing and happy. If you're ever bored, just look into it a little bit. You'll be amazed. You have a question? Yeah. I'm still struggling, I think, in trying to figure out <clears throat> the difference between things you hear about as being issues. <laughs> and things that go into the master plan. <laughs> because, I mean, maybe it's a VRBO or maybe it's a, a camper trailer or it's conservation easement. But I'm trying, to, I'm trying to figure out how not to waste time in, in dredging up issues as opposed to Policies or goals, <clears throat> because it's easy. If, like when you see the issue, you can sit here and say, "Well, the goal is yay or nay." Like farm, mm -hmm. you know, farm produce. I mean, I think it should be a use by right, essentially. Um, and I don't consider that commercialization of Rock County. Mm -hmm. So I'm struggling with that as being. It's a goal that we would like to see that, and everybody could have their goats or their chickens or whatever it is and sell a couple eggs or a gallon of goat milk or whatever. Um, but I'm not sure the policies belong in that, in that regard in the master plan. So any input as opposed to issues versus goals and policies, I, I would appreciate because I get caught up in, I think, too many details that then I get rocked back and say, well, that, that doesn't go in a plan. So I, it's funny you should bring that up. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I've been looking up on my computer. So the Colorado revised statutes says that it's the duty of a county planning commission to make and adopt a master plan for the physical development of the unincorporated territory of the county. <clears throat> Got to conduct hearings, blah, blah, blah. The master plan uh, 
chose the commission's recommendations for the development of the territory and may include proposed roads, that sort of thing, location of public facilities, <coughs> extent of public utilities, uh, water, public use ways, conditions for solar and alternative energy, general character, location, and extent of community centers, town sites, housing developments, location of forests, agricultural areas, land classification and utilization program, projections of population growth, uh, no build sites, uh, and I'm summarizing, but <clears throat> they don't give a, a whole lot of guidance, but the legislature said that it may, uh, yeah, 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 so it may include that stuff. Didn't, Wait, you, you, didn't you get the DOLA email to you? I did. It was in there. Yeah. I sat through the presentation. Why did you just read it? Yeah, it's not the whole statute. There's some, but I read it for myself. Keep in mind that that's a one size fits all. So whether you're in a, you know an unincorporated Aurora, you know, or us, you know, that's that's the statutory suggestions on you know what the plan may include. You just about got to the point where it said that it shall include a right tourism chapter. Yeah. So that that's and I think that's the only requirement of yeah. the statute. When we went through that, we decided. So it's in the end, the only thing you really have to have in there. Yeah, so you look through that list, and there are a couple of those things that, yeah, you would expect out of an unincorporated Aurora plan, you know, but not. So it's, you know, I would say it's a good list to go down that and think, okay, what's appropriate for the county manager? So one last. But, okay. Sorry. Well, I just want to follow up because yeah. I, I really don't have any direction. Because if you say infrastructure, which is on the list, well then, what do you want to what do you want us to say about infrastructure? Or uh, access to alternative energy, or natural resources and hazards, land classification. How how far down that path do you go in land classification? It, or, yeah, and are Sounds we like in, Yeah, well, define infrastructure would be the first thing, you know, and, and then in each of those areas again, what's what's appropriate to Rock County. And uh, what was the last one? Was well, I think transportation was the one that Le land classification. Right, and, and that one mainly has to do with the future land use map, yeah. you know. And so, if we actually are going to have growth areas this time around that are not sub area plans. You know, that's when we break down and define what those land use categories are as it relates to future land use. Dude, there is, <coughs> that information isn't in the current plan. So they're, they're in the southern area. This plan directs that conversation to the southern area. Is there a question, Troy? How deep into the weeds do we go? How far down the rabbit hole? Yeah, I mean, sort of at, at this level. I think you've got to keep in terms. I think I always think in terms of policies as opposed to rules. Yeah, I would agree. Broad stroke policies yeah. that can guide rules <laughs> later on. Yeah. So hopefully the experts will help us. And we broke it out based upon the existing sections that are in the existing master plan to add to or delete from. But then when we want to take it to a step further, it's broke out underneath those sections. 
don't know. Is that true? I mean, I'm, I'm just looking at transportation for the time being. And there's got to be 20 some odd policies. <coughs> but always saying the same thing. No, nah, saying the same thing. Always setting out and supporting the maintenance of the rural atmosphere. And I think that's what you try to accomplish. And maybe in the case of transportation, there's a line in your encourage transit-oriented oriented development, meaning buses. But again, they're all broad brush okay. policies. And I think the same would be true with the VRBOs. Well, and I'm getting discouraged. I'm getting okay. So then, like if we wanted to talk about mineral extraction, you put this broad statement that Route County does blah, 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 blah. And then we get to go back in next year and rewrite the zoning and subdivision to fit the master plan. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. That's possibly because that's that's, that's where the, the progression. Yeah. Okay. Kind where it needs to be updated. All right. Okay. Yeah. This is big picture and zoning ordinances are detailed. Okay. In my head. Mm -hmm. okay. Well then, I think we're almost back to being a very short. Process, with the exception. The I know that, but with the exception of, you've got some. John looked at it and, and clear, basically said, "There's virtually zero on water." Yeah. That's what they can. I don't know how to fix that. No, but I think there's a handful. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of I sections that need more work. Absolutely. And then one more external influence. We got to hear from the public. I mean, you and I can sit here and make up our minds till we're blue in the face. No, <laughs> but the public has to wait because we might be missing something. Don't we? Right. I mean, because that's you know going into that that third and fourth um, tile up there, fourth and fifth. Excuse me. That's yeah. So after the consultant has the information from you guys has the information from the referral agencies, has the information and the comments from the public, then it's time to create a goal to support all that information, yep. and then the policies and action items to implement that goal. Yep. Yeah, agreed. And, and so in those areas like water, where we're kind of starting from scratch, you know, instead of just an amendment that's new, um, yeah, a lot of that information is built off of those three, those three factors. Which is a long way around, I want to throw one in here. No, I, I'm trying to digest it because it seems to me now it's almost come full circle to where we were going down the weeds, at least me. Uh, I was symptoms of the weeds when I read this, wondering about implementing or the policy maybe that the county should have regarding whatever it was. Sure, there's anything wrong with existing policies. I, I think some of the existing policies are appropriate and probably will, will barely will barely get changed. I would guess, but I don't know. A lot of them, I think. Yeah, but that's why we're here. Okay. Um, I have one more item, unless you've got something. Um, if you would all take a look at the minutes of the July 31st meeting of the Ad Hoc Committee. So it looks like, do you know what it looks like? 
Where's the intent? What page is that? Page six. Uh, no.
master plans have morphed into comprehensive plans. It seems like we've changed the terminology over the years for essentially the same document. Pretty much. Yeah. Attorney. Well, because we're looking for a legal opinion here. <laughs> Who said that? Theobald versus the Board of County Commissioners, Colorado Supreme Court, 1982. The master plan is only one source of comprehensive plan. Comprehensive means complete. Right. So I agree with John on all accounts. It may be the more modern, you know, uh, trend to call it a comprehensive plan, but it's not. I think that would be uh, deceptive. The statute itself doesn't talk about comprehensive plans. It talks about master plans. Troy? Master plan all day long. Why did I know that? <laughs> Maybe because I've been saying it for six months? Pretty much. So does a comprehensive plan even exist? I mean, that's a good question. Well, actually, I think if you look at some of the adjoining counties, yeah. Yeah. they're comp plans, I think. Yeah, that most so, of them are called comprehensive plans. Gotcha. So we've changed the term. The Old Creek has a comprehensive plan, but I think we have a master plan. And what would you prefer? Master. To me, I think it's a wordsmith where they're both equally the same, uh, master plan, comprehensive plan. However, with what we're doing now, it's sounding like we're not going to be changing this plan too much. So I think if we kind of did an overhaul or something like that, I would think that would be a good time to change it to say to the public, hey, this is a comprehensive plan. This is not the master plan. This is two different entities that we're trying to change a whole wide array of things. Please look at this. Whereas with this right now, we're just doing little nitpicky updates from what I kind of gather from the group. And in that regard, that's why I think we should keep it with the master plan to keep it familiar to say we're not changing much on this. We're just doing a little fine detail updates. Yeah, I would say you're correct at this point. At this point, the wild card is What's the public saying? Yeah. So if the public does come forward and say, hey, you guys, it's short, these three topics or four sections or whatever, and you need something that doesn't have, and it could morph into something like that. You know, I, I agree with Jeff that statutes call it a master plan. You know, would it mean anything if we went one way or the other in the implementation of the plan? I don't think so. But we don't want to find out, though. But, but there's still that perception that a couple of you spoke about that it's, you know, is it, you know, what, what's the perception going to be if it's, if it's closed? Uh, and I too had kind of leaned, not kind of, I leaned towards master plan for the same reasons that Roberta cited and John. And then one additional one. I thought master plan had a more rural, agricultural, Flair to it, <laughs> but that's totally perception. <clears throat> but I mean, no, I do think there's a link there. Sorry, I think there is a link. I was just thinking the same thing, and I think for decades, Rock County has been relatively simplistic in in their approach to whatever the issue was. 
you could you could go to the county and get something done, as opposed to going to the city and not getting anything. And without spending an entire fortune to do it. And I would much rather remain rural and simplistic than layered in bureaucracy and plans and words and books on on the public. That's I wasn't that deep of a thinker. I had more time. <laughs> Explains everything. My final pitch is that we are, as a planning commission, statutorily authorized to create a master plan. We are not statutorily authorized to create a comprehensive plan. Say what? The Colorado legislature has given the planning commission statutory authority to come up with a master plan. They have not given us statutory authority to come up with a comprehensive plan. That is just that authority. I mean, well, the board will be But there are undefined terms explaining what the difference between these two are. That's why lawyers get paid a lot of money <laughs> to fight over that. <laughs> okay. Definition. Well, there you have it. I don't have any additional comments at this point. Do I? Okay. Yep. I think I'm so again, you know, for like Roberta for submitting that detail, if we could have got the tiles back up again, the battery died. That, uh, you know, I think that that round of detail we are talking about, you know, section 33B and wordsmithing that stuff, that a lot of that comes after public comment or after at least the initial outreach for public comment, you know, when the consultant is getting ready to prepare the new language. You know, so I think we need that level of detail at, at that time. And, you know, like the list that we have that continues to grow every time we get right. together, that those general topics, that focus, that's that's where we're at. But there's no harm no. in any Absolutely. of the commissioners going through the master plan. Absolutely. No. Line item by line item. Because like, just as I said, I read the transportation when I thought myself, I don't know. Right. There's an awful lot to change. Right. And I just doing the consultant a bit of a favor, really. Hopefully, it should make the work a little easier. That wow, yeah, you got this. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and and it never fails. I mean, because there there will be, like Christy said, that page by page Troy built. I mean, it was it's something that's really unavoidable at the end because you want to make sure that the language is the public's voice. And um, again, just, that's maybe the last opportunity for that. That type of detail. But but it doesn't hurt to go through it and make the notes now. Uh, now, absolutely, absolutely. Is my I created a file for all of you for all of your comments. I got it. <laughs> okay. You want to do your administrator report? Yep, I don't have much there, but I will share with you the meeting calendar. And so, who wasn't here last week? I wasn't here last week. Last I was here two weeks ago. Two weeks to the last meeting. Yeah, all boards. All sent that to you. You know, it's more of an FYI than anything, but, you know, working with, with Dan and the planners to come up with like a master list of everything that goes through the planning department. And I quickly went through some of the planning commissioners last time. I'll be sending it out to you periodically. <coughs> uh, you know, it's broken down into different categories. 
land use applications that are in the process. Some of them you, you will see, some of them you've seen. Yeah, some of them are administrative, probably won't see. Uh, the next section is anticipated or pre-application status. And those are the ones that not necessarily just a quad call, this but is maybe we, we spend a couple hours working with somebody to get their application together. We'll include it on the yes, planning okay. section, oh, that's what code enforcement section, uh, ongoing issues. So we have down mostly how much time has been allocated or are reflected, you know, for the time of the day, reviewing building permit, staff meetings, that kind of thing. Uh, any attorney involvement is listed in there. Any intergovernmental projects we have going on, uh, big list of administrative type duties that the planning department is taking on, and uh, software implementation. We are getting our new land use planning software. So it, it really won't be a big issue, something that I'll go over much with you guys, but it's just kind of an FYI. Hey, here's what the department's up to. And I do want to talk with Steve a little bit about, um, I, I used to do a year-end report. You know, it was mainly for the county manager and for the county commissioners. I really never got a whole lot of feedback, so I quit doing it. But if it's something you guys are interested in, looking up, there are actually quite a few of the counties in the state uh, that do that kind of thing, specifically for the planning commission and whoever wants to read it. And so I think Steve, you, you know, I'll sit down and look at the 2016 version of that and see if you think it's something that I need to re resurrect. Okay, uh, today is the 15th. Before you move on, yes. did you... Did you you gave us that format, that form? Yes. Can you give, did you get rewarded a good one? Though? I think I just gave a two paper copy yeah. because it's actually still being built. There are lots of plans okay. on there still, but yeah. but it, what it'll be is once a quarter. I don't know. Probably not every month. Maybe you'll get the next version. Then I'll just I'll just send it out to you. You know, and if there's a new project, obviously some of those projects we can't talk about because you haven't seen them yet, or it's in the appeal period, or whatever. But Typically, if you get any questions, give us a call. And there's a plan name associated with each one of those two. Um, September 1st, no, excuse me, September 5th is the next meeting. Uh, Milton County Homes are back. Um, and then two long range planning projects. Uh, remember, within the last couple of years, it'd be half half. The line in the land use chart, recreational facility, outdoor rural, and then we added in with overnight accommodations. So there's actually two of those now, with and without. And the ones that are with overnight accommodations, the board wanted to take a look at those. So those are SUP. You guys get the CUPs. And uh, but at that point, the board said, "This is good for now, but we need to get our arms around." What overnight accommodations mean, and you know when we see that. So it's like employees saying maybe they're not as concerned. You know, if it's just a couple of pillows, you know, maybe a certain amount still stays with you guys. Um, so, anyways, we're going to try and clarify that line better. You know, as far as what goes more, because I, I think the intent for the board was that just because there's a bed that's available doesn't mean it's an SUP. It's kind of simplistic, but we'll be looking at that one. Uh, the other one is um, residential treatment facility standards, so adding that line to the land use chart, and then um, standards for that in, in Section 8 of the zoning regulations. Uh, it's been on the list since the foundry opened up. It's just that short history with the foundry is that 
I think initially they asked for 24 patients, and planning commission said 18, and I think the board denied it. And under our definition of family, which is based off of the Supreme Court decision of family, that the bottom line is you can't zone out group homes, you know, treatment centers. And so, uh, so the, the max there is 12 plus staff. If it's 12 plus staff, it's considered a family, you know. And so we've got another project, another residential treatment facility that's going up. Uh, things pass, and we've already heard from some of the neighbors out there. Twelve, it's family. Wow. But then again, I mean, the, the foundry, they constructed three platforms and put yurts on them in the backyard, and then asked for a building permit um, after they got caught, I guess. Anyways, they, um, but the architect was under the impression that it was included in the SUP. There is no SUP. It's a family and that's how we're going to look at it, that any uses or structures have to be accessory to a family because that's what you are under our regulation. So anyways, if we have this process where we, you can specifically request a residential treatment center, which we do not have right now, that you know, maybe instead of the family or not, these operators will decide to come through right. our process. Or a public process rather than it's up on these paths. It's near the end of winter maintenance. Don't know what kind of shape the road's in. But obviously that's something that, you know, it's a part of all of our permits. In fact, on county roads, if it's a family, hmm. no, nothing we can do about it. But there may be some maintenance conditions of approval if it goes through a right. CUP and SUP process. What, Jack, all right. Jack, the, Jack, Jack yeah. is, is there a finger there with it? This family is paying a lot of money to stay there. At those facilities, uh -huh. is there not a, di a difference between a family, family, Yorkie family, <laughs> and the treatment family? No. No. Basically, it's just your feds at work. Yeah. yeah. And we'll include that information of what the definition is and what the law says yeah. um, as part of the packet. Um, I don't know if you all saw when they submitted the letter to the county, if you recall, for the foundry, um, and how it, it had the language and why we had to basically sign sign off on it. So, is it state law or federal? It's federal. Federal. It's federal. federal law. Yeah, based off the Supreme Court decision. Yeah. And most of the planning departments, like we did. Kind of cut and pasted that section from that, from that decision. Um, the 19th of September, uh, two items on uh, a discussion, work session regarding amendments to the subdivision regulations for the dedication of public land or fee and loop <laughs> of that. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's got some holes, maybe some issues. Uh, and you know, we're just basically going to address that. You know, not only kind of cleaning up what we've got and make it reflect the statutes a little more closely, but the, the narrow view of that, which is kind of where it's at now, is more public lands. And the statutes specifically say schools and park lands. If the dedication of sites or field numbers. And, and you can go beyond that, and we'll show you examples of, like Boulder County, their list is huge. But for each one of those, 
public, um, public infrastructure. If it's beyond parks and schools, you need to um, hire a consultant and do a nexus study, which basically proves the linkage between what you're asking for and what's needed for the community. So, um, did you say that the 19th? 19th. Isn't that the APA conference? Yeah, well, yeah, we had that discussion two weeks ago. Yeah, but it's just going to be you and me, Andy, and T. Okay. So we can still have that discussion. So I, I just didn't think, especially with the way some of these are filling up. Uh, October 3rd is still available, but there's nothing. There we had an item on the 3rd, but it moved. Uh, Applicant couldn't make it. And um, to the 17th, actually, um, it's a permit review, you know, under one of the conditions of approval for Carpenter Ranch. You know, they, any complaints or concerns may be caused for review. And they're working on a 96 permit that's kind of gray in areas, and also the Nature Conservancy has applied um, for an amendment, you know, or a couple of things that they want their permit to reflect. So that will be on the 17th. November 7th. Uh, we've got uh, basically just the discussion, second work session, possible recommendation of adoption for the uh, rec facility and residential treatment centers. Uh, that's it for the future. Uh, since we got together last, the board hasn't made any decisions based on your recommendations. When is um Doherty is uh, Doherty, the final beauty application is scheduled the 27th. When is that? Okay, that's what I was, you knew that. Right. So, there will be a decision coming up. Okay. My sense is we are adjourned. Yeah. My sense is correct. Yes, sir. You will have to